Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. <laughs> oh, hey, Dr. Wendell. <laughs> Are you here, too? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> All right, so last week we talked about defensiveness and what defensiveness is and kind of how to deal with it when we get defensive. But today we're going to change and talk about how to deal with other people's defensiveness, how best to respond and how to kind of think through when we find ourselves in situations where other people are getting really defensive. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. This certainly comes up a lot for me. Do you work with clients on this? In your work? Yeah, definitely. Def uh, in my own work, and I, I think this is a harder one for me. I don't I don't feel like when I'm criticized I get too defensive. Sometimes I can. Mm -hmm. But it's it's harder for me to handle other people's defensive posturing sometimes in my personal life. Totally. I'm yeah. the same way. Um, especially, uh, we'll probably talk more about this, but with uh, the people in our lives who matter the most, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know? Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm pretty good at when most people criticize me. I just say like, nah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but then also when, when other people get defensive with me at the, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, they're, they're who whatever. cares? Right. Yeah. But when it's my wife or when it's a, you know, a good friend or when it's, um, even when it's my kids, I have super little kids and like <laughs> managing their defensiveness <laughs> is surprisingly hard sometimes. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> but, but just like your own defensiveness, I think what you're saying is, is oftentimes we're more vulnerable to, um, uh, the defensiveness of the people we love when we see them yeah. get defensive about something we've said or something we've done. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that makes sense because we're just more vulnerable to people we care about and, and put meaning into than we are yeah. complete strangers. And there's just more on the line, you know, yeah. like, like I think about my, like if my wife is upset with me about something and she's upset for three days, like that's, that's a major bummer. Like, cause I interact with her all the time and like, I'm going to feel, but if some random person at Starbucks is gets defensive, like I have to deal with that for what? Like, 20 seconds yeah and then or it, not yeah, or not at coffee. all right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. um so i think there there's a real reason i mean it's very it's straightforward why you know this is harder with with people who are close to us yeah right off the bat though i got I, this the the topic of managing people's defensiveness that's an mm -hmm. interesting choice of wording i, there. I did that on purpose because you? i knew you'd have something to say about that <laughs> did you you so were baiting me managing is a tricky <laughs> word and i, I think like so what, what kind of uh, irks you a little bit about that? Or, or what makes that word interesting to you? Well, I mean, like anything that involves other people, you don't have control. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that you're going to somehow manage somebody's reaction of any sort is close to ridiculous. Yes. And, and you can get better, I think, um, at developing skills and responding to people's defensiveness, um, but managing it is a tall order. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a lot to, to take on the responsibility for. Yeah. yeah and I, so I think that that's like a huge sort of teachable moment right there is that technically speaking, and this seems like splitting hairs, but it really matters. Mm -hmm. You cannot manage someone else's defensiveness directly. You can do things to manage the situation and your own reactions and behaviors and thoughts around other people's defensiveness, mm -hmm. but it's, it's dangerous. And maybe talk a little bit why exactly like why why is it um 
Well, yeah, what's wrong with thinking you can manage someone else's defensiveness, I guess? Well, um, you don't control other people. <laughs> you literally can't. You, you have zero <laughs> control over their perception. I mean, you can you can help in communication, hopefully. Um, but but anytime you put somebody else's reaction as, as um, an objective of yours, man, that's going to be a tough goal. You know, and, but this isn't, this isn't uncommon. A lot of clients come in and they say, hey, will you help me? figure out how to, you know, talk to my spouse about this thing. And it's not that they're not talking to their spouse. It's that they can't control their spouse's response and they're not getting the response they want. (laughs) And so, um, a lot of that work tends to be more around why are you attached to this particular response and why does it have to be that way? Mm. Um, and less about here's the trick that's going to make your person just fall in line and listen to what you got to say. Or why are you so sensitive and intolerant when you're someone close to you feels bad? Yeah. Yeah. What goes on for you when, when someone's upset with you Mm -hmm. or, um, um, is defensive about something you said or doesn't agree with something you've just said about them or what, what perceptions are running through your mind as that's occurring that make you so, angry. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's a big, um, r- kind of root cause of why people feel like they, they can and should manage other people's defensiveness is because this is a smaller instance of a much bigger general belief. A lot of people have without knowing it is that they are responsible for how other people feel. Yeah. Like if my, if my husband gets upset, like I, I need to do whatever I can to make sure he doesn't get upset. Right. Well, and like he's, if he gets upset, like it's my duty to kind of like deescalate things. And, and that's, it's a very common sort of belief, I think, that a lot of people have in it. It's, yeah, it's tough I, to live that way. I think those there are two beliefs that I think are really pernicious here. One is that one that, um, um, uh, the other is that there's some type of failing on your part in communicating to that person, which is why they're becoming defensive or why oh. they're, um, why this argument persists or whatever. It's this idea that there's some kind of failure on your mm. part. To Only I'd said it just right. Right. They you know, wouldn't have gotten it. I need defensive. to know the words to say mm-hmm. instead of realizing this person may just really have a reaction all their own and they There's might be entitled to, to it, you know, and, and they're going to feel how they're going to feel. And, and it could be that all the expression in the world on your part won't reduce their mm-hmm. frustration, anxiety because of however they're viewing the situation. Yeah. Which gets us back to our old friend, um, helplessness tolerance, (laughs) right? The ability to really acknowledge like when we are truly helpless and we can't actually change something and to learn to tolerate that and be okay with it. Yeah. Instead of sort of living in denial about the fact that like, well, I must be able to do something Mm -hmm. Mm because that often just leads to compounding difficulties in the long run. You know, and and often I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll help clients again, tolerate that, that frustration by, um, having them practice, um, allowing other people to have their own emotional experience. So when when they get in situations where people are defensive, not trying to neutralize that right. and, and really just saying, hey, this, this person is having their own emotional experience all their own, mm-hmm. I'll be very explicit with what I'm trying to communicate and then it's going to be up to them to, to do with what, what they will and they have every right to respond to it how they, they want to respond right. to it. Right. But I'll let them be the judge of that. I think it takes a, a pretty profound level of um, sort of selflessness, though, to do that. Because I, in, at least in my own experience, when I really 
introspect in those moments when say my like let's say my spouse is getting defensive right the big pull for me to de-escalate that situation and and like make her not defensive anymore is Mm -hmm. because frankly selfishly like it's unpleasant when Mm -hmm. she's upset Mm -hmm. or defensive or when whatever when there's some Mm -hmm. you know difficult emotion you're uncomfortable that she's sad or that she's i just want everything to be going hunky-dory super smooth Uh you know like and when other people are having difficult emotions that really just rocks the boat and (laughs) you know what like yeah (laughs) but i and that sounds silly but i think at the end of the day like that's Difficult emotions are just difficult, whether they're inside us or inside other people. Mm. And it's it's understandable that we would want those things to just go away. Sure. But I think you have to look, you have to really think through it. There are, um, by trying to make other people's emotions go away or even your own directly, there are unintended consequences that can come from that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like when you start trying to fix someone else's defensiveness, it often makes them more defensive. Yeah. Right, they feel even more attacked or criticized or whatever it is. Because because fixing it almost always involves the words. Well, that's not how it is. Right, you, you should feel this way. <laughs> you shouldn't feel that way. That I don't know why you feel that way because I never meant to. Whatever it, it's it's the what you're trying to do is make it go away. But what it sounds like is really invalidating to the other person. Yes, because it's basically saying the way you're feeling is not right, and you got to stop it. And it's true. They should feel invalidated by, by that because that is not something worth judging morally. You can't, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? The fact that they feel defensive is not something good or bad. It doesn't make them a good or bad person. Right. Right? Um, and it's not something they or you can just turn off. Yeah. Right? So I think, and then the other thing too is you just make yourself more frustrated when you expect yourself to be able to control some other person's defensiveness and, and inevitably is, fail, yeah. you're just going to feel worse. And this is often when we see clients after a string of these attempts where it's like, I can't um, you know, figure out how to communicate with my partner. They're always mad. I, they can't be mad. I need them to understand X, Y, and right. Z or whatever it is. And you know, please help me do that. And, and often what you're working with is, is you know, how do you tolerate other people's being upset better Yeah, you know, and, and allow them their own experience basically yeah and I, I think that's important to just say super directly sometimes the best thing you can do is just let an emotion be no matter how much you don't like it you know and and, and i'll coach uh clients to kind of be very explicit around these moments too to to point out to the person there you know if it's a, if someone they care about to say hey it, it really just seems like you're upset and angry um to communicate a, a, ba- a boundary around that maybe to say i i really you know i'm not willing to talk to you when, when you're responding like this, Mm -hmm. but man, I don't want you to feel this way. And and I'm open to having a conversation with you when we can dialogue about this. I care about you. Let's, let's take a little break or whatever. But, um, usually managing other people's, (laughs) I hate using, even using that word, uh, but managing other people's uh, defensiveness is usually around what boundaries you put in conversation and communication. Bingo. So you, you're not really managing their defensiveness. You're managing yourself and your reactions to yeah, their defensiveness. Usually it's your own behavior you're going to manage around. So let's talk just real briefly about boundaries because I think that is important because defensiveness can often, in some situations, can turn into aggression. Oh, yeah. Right? Fights, yeah. And so, and I think actually the way we respond to people's defensiveness, you can unintendedly end up reinforcing mm. people's unhelpful habits of defensiveness and aggression. And so I think the idea of setting and enforcing boundaries when it comes to defensiveness is, is really key. Um, 
So like I, I was working with a client recently whose husband would start um, shouting and get, getting really even like verbally abusive when he was getting super defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would happen is my client would stay in the conversation and continue to try and explain why it doesn't make sense and he shouldn't feel this way and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Really all that was doing was feeding his sort of story about why he was right. And so we worked a lot on early on setting this boundary of as soon as you start yelling, like I am just not participating anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of how you, I can see you're upset. I think even that validation could go a long way mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, I, I love you and I care about you and I do not want to have conversations like this and I won't, you know, and, um, but yeah, managing your own behavior is probably the best way to in, in, in quotes, manage somebody else's. Right. That's the thing. But I think that's an important question is to actually ask yourself, like, what is the most helpful thing that I can do when someone else is Mm -hmm. getting really Mm -hmm. defensive? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I think you just have to set those, those boundaries up of if it gets past a certain point, right. Yeah. There's some sort of consequence either. I, I sort of like, and usually it has to do with detachment Mm -hmm. and just sort of um, not participating anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or a time yep. period or something. And I think that's, it's not only helpful for you. That's also helpful for the other person to kind of learn behaviorally this, like this doesn't go well. Like yeah. when I escalate things this far with my defensiveness. Yeah. For either of us and for yeah. us as a couple or whatever, or your, or your friends or whoever it is that you get defensive with. Um, it's, it's it can be kind of a relationship killer for, mm-hmm. for both people. Um, Another good point, though, is that um, when you're arguing about what other people feel, <laughs> you know, I, I see couples and and um, in my couples work, this tends to be a really common, for some reason, it's a common topic for, for conflict. You know, the one person doesn't seem the other person has a right to feel. You shouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah, and that's such a strange thing. And, and a lot of defensiveness is around this because you just feel the way you feel. And telling someone they shouldn't feel that way, um, whether it's for your own comfort or their yeah. own, is often not going to be successful. This comes back to that, that it's control issues, right? Like we <laughs> It's this, this um, fantasy that I think we all have sometimes, which is, because we want to be able to change our emotions and other people's emotions, we convince ourselves that we can, mm-hmm. that it's possible, that if they just really tried hard enough, you know, they wouldn't be feeling this way. Or, they or, or just... even worse, worse, I need to, and it's my responsibility to. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But it's, it's, a, it's a pretty existentially daunting thing to really face up to the idea that nobody can control any emotion, our own or other people's, directly. Emotions are what they are. Mm-hmm. They are not things that are open to di- kind of like direct control. Yeah, or or um, um, argument, you know. Right, well, that's an implication. If you can't control something directly, mm-hmm. right, it's it's not a moral thing. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not something you can be judged for or evaluated for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Either for your, we're talking about for yourself or other people's emotions. Yeah. And I think that's just a kind of a, actually sort of a philosophical thing that I think we all need to like remind ourselves of and sort of meditate on more often. Yeah. Defensiveness is interesting. There's a quote I like a lot um, that says, we do not see people the way they are. We see them the way we are. You know, we, Mm. we tend to interpret and attach a lot of meaning to things that is not necessarily there. And when you start thinking that, um, you know, if so-and-so is mad at me, they're not going to be my friend anymore mm-hmm. or this relationship will be over. So I have to get rid of this anger. I have to get rid of this hostility. 
um, man, you're kind of a slave to that comp, uh, to that that context. If if that's true, you know, you're putting but, your own insecurities on. Yeah, you're the you're, other you're putting meeting in there that's not necessarily there, and and to take a look at why you react the way you do to other people's defensiveness and how you're reacting to it and your attempts at managing other people. Um, that's pretty brutal. If you're, if you're a people pleaser, you're mm. probably, you, you probably manage or, or attempt to manage people a lot and it, it can be pretty brutal. Maybe there's a topic. We're not going to add that to list right now. People pleasing. Yeah. That, 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 that type of person that really has a hard time saying no and watching other people's look of disappointment. And yeah. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.